Hey everybody, uh, today we're going to talk about how overcoming heartbreak can be one of the greatest motivators to achieving in your life and how it can help you actually um, push back roadblocks and things that have been standing in your way. So this is the crazy thing, okay? Uh, might get a little personal today. It wouldn't be the first time, and I doubt it's going to be the last time. Um, I've had some heartbreak in my life. Um, just like everybody else, we've all gone through stuff. And it's really strange, um, the phenomena that has happened in my life over the past couple of years, uh, the, the narrative shifts and the internal flip that has happened in my emotions in my teen years and my young adult years, when there was disaster or trauma or crisis, it pushed me to the dark side. And I reacted out of that pain. And I let that pain weigh me down like a ton of bricks. And I would use coping tools that were very, very negative. And I would internalize that outward trauma. I would internalize it into an inward pain. And often to show the pain that I was suffering inside, um, I would act out. And I would act out in ways that sometimes harmed others and definitely harmed me. And that is eventually what led to uh, trouble with food, uh, some binging and eventually some purging behaviors and definitely overeating, compulsive eating, and uh, just cycles of uh, binge eating, gaining weight, feeling shame, uh, trying to restrict food and just going into that pattern of starvation, binge, cycles of shame, regret, remorse, and and start that cycle over and over again. Uh, that was one of the ways that I reacted to my pain. And I took it and I absorbed trauma like a sponge. And um, that was the way I dealt with life for many, many years. And it's a cycle that I'm still trying to break today. But there's something different that has been happening over the past couple of years, and especially the last year or so. There's been a huge shift in what happens to me when there's trauma. Um, I, I, I can actually pinpoint when this shift started happening um, that I know for sure that this started happening to me. Um, the first big trauma that I'm going to talk about is my, at the time, 16-year-old son was diagnosed with osteosarcoma bone cancer. And he went through intense chemotherapy. And eventually, um, the chemo wasn't working. And he had to have his right leg amputated above his knee, uh, which was just the worst thing. Um, that had happened to me personally in a long, long time. I've got about six or seven major traumas in my my overall in my lifetime that are are, are very, very, very big. Um, and this was definitely one of the very top traumas. This one and my father's suicide were probably the biggest traumas of my entire life um, by far. Um, when my son when my son got sick, he was a very athletic young man, 
And when he got sick and I saw him go through his chemotherapy and his rehab and um, his amputation and then his rehab after that and saw him with the challenges and the struggles of learning literally to walk again. He hadn't, he didn't walk for almost a year um, due to the tumor in his leg and then healing from the amputation and waiting for a prosthetic leg. Um, When I saw him begin to walk again, it was the first real moment of enlightening in my life where I saw that I could let this drown me, the pain and the depression and the sadness. I could let it drown me, drown my family and drown my son. And we would not be able to recover and, and ever become healthy again. Or I could look at this a really different way. Now, granted, this is a horrible thing that happened in my family, a horrible, horrible heartbreak. Um, But I started to think of it as, okay, let's make this into a comeback. We even used to tease Brian and my son and call him the comeback kid. There's a song that talks about the comeback kid, and we used to play it a lot when he was in recovery. And... I started looking at that. That was the first time I really started seeing that heartbreak could lead to great comebacks. And not that I'm looking for and welcoming heartbreak and challenges in my life, because I'm definitely not. But when they come, there's something that rises up inside of me that didn't used to be there. I, like I said, I used to be a sponge and I used to take these heartbreaks and these traumas and these really, really um, traumatic events in my life, and they would drown me. They would paralyze me uh, to the point where I was unable to function. Uh, I turned to alcohol. I turned to drugs. I turned to cigarettes. I turned to horrible relationships. For a long time in my life, um, I was involved with self-mutilation, self-harm, and I really just internalized every bad event that happened to me. And I, I just absorbed it like this giant sponge. And I would let that darkness just seep through every area of my life and render me paralyzed, unable to move forward in any way. Now, when my son got sick and he was recovering, just something started rising up in me as I saw him in the rehabilitation center and I saw him beginning to walk again. Um, And like I said, he's a really, really strong kid. And even though he was recovering from chemo and amputation, you know, a couple of days into rehab, he was having burpee and tricep dip challenges with the occupational therapist and the physical therapist. Uh, It's just the kind of kid he is. It's the kind of attitude that he has. When he was going through chemotherapy, he ended up wanting to swim at a swim meet. He was a swim captain on a swim team. And they, the doctors, his oncologist allowed him to do this and with our permission, even though we knew that it, you know, he was immune compromised, really, really, really sick. But it was like, you've got this one life to live. Uh, you don't have any chemo scheduled for a couple of days. We're just going to let you do this. And we let him do it. And the very next day, he had drained his body so much the next day that he needed um, a platelet transfusion and a blood transfusion because uh, his numbers tanked. 
But I saw this fighter in my son and watching that in action, (laughs) I am emotional talking about this. Watching someone take absolute heartbreak and turn it into motivation to be an overcomer and to come back even stronger. Um, I began to think that maybe I could learn. I could learn that myself. And it just started happening. Just being open to that process and being open to that thought shift was enough to make some small changes start happening. Um, I recently went through a really, really difficult time in my marriage, um, and I I didn't know if my husband and I were going to make it. And it's very, very personal. I'm not going to go into all the details about that. But I can tell you that we really were on the brink of divorce um, of a a nine-and-a-half-year marriage. And the old me would have crumbled under the weight of what was going on, just completely crumbled and and would not have continued with any type of self-care anymore. And again, that voice, that determination, that grit that I first started plugging into when my son got sick, it rose up in me again. And even there were, though there were moments of great despair and great pain, great mourning, great loss, uh, great fear, I still continued on with my self-care every single day, every single day. And there were times, and part of my self-care is I, 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 am, I run, which is hilarious in itself. It cracks me up. Uh, someone that used to weigh 340 pounds um, is now a, a, a runner. Um, some might argue and say I am a jogger, but I say, no, damn it, I'm a runner, um, Every day I still got up and I still would run. I would still do my yoga every day. I would journal. I would, um, I, I run a, a page on Facebook for people that are overcoming and trying to make their body, mind, and spirit connect and become healthier and stronger as a whole. I still ran that page. I was still able to plug into the healthy parts of myself, even though I was going through all this pain. I was no longer so much a sponge. I was more, I, I, and I can picture like a colander, a sieve, like instead of the sponge that holds on to all of that pain and all of that, um, that junk and it just gets weighed down. And, and if, you know, if you take a sponge that's completely dry and you immerse it in water, it becomes like three times as big and it really holds that water. I started to look at my heart less as a sponge and more of like a, a colander um, it, with all the holes that you, you know, that you drain spaghetti, uh, pasta through <laughs> after you've done cooking it. And if you could picture that, that visual... Because you have to go through the pain, around it, under it, escaping it, trying to avoid it. None of those things work. But when you're like a colander or a strainer, that water goes through you, that pain, that trauma. It does definitely go through you. You feel its effects. You feel its tangible effects in your life, but it passes through. And you are 
still intact. You're still the same as you once were before. And I started looking at my heart less like that giant sponge. I I remember I used to be proud of it because I was like, my heart's such a sponge. I just collect everything. I'm an empath. I take it all in. Now I look at it much more as my, my heart is a strainer or a colander. It, it definitely takes it in. It takes it through. When I hear of horrible news on, on the nightly news, or I hear about somebody, you know, somebody's family member um, just died or someone was diagnosed with cancer, I, f- I feel all of those feelings. And I take them and I look at them. And I, I sit with them, I'll cry, I'll feel all of those things. But then I feel it pass through me to the other side. And Julie is still Julie. Julie is still whole. Um, and able to continue on. And so a lot of this has been happening um, I, I've gone through some some major surgeries in the past year and a half. I had an emergency hysterectomy uh, about a year and a half ago uh, that was not expected at all um, at a pretty young age. Um, I was only 47 at the time. And uh, that, I, I remember again, like going through that experience and, and I, I used to be so phobic of surgery, like incredibly just terrified of surgery. And I remember that day waking up that morning and my husband and my son and my mother were there and they were going to come back in the pre-surgery room where they have you sit and wait until it's time to go. And I, this is so unlike me. I, I looked at my husband and I said, I need to do this alone. I need to do this alone because surgery was such a huge fear of mine and being put to sleep and going through that experience unexpectedly, um, something rose up again inside of me and said, I need to face this fear and I need to face this fear and do this on my own. And I need to get through this and I need to recover and I need to show myself that I can do hard things. And I, I, I went through the surgery. I woke up. Um, in, in a few days, I was, I was practicing my self-care again as much as the doctors allowed me to do. And within uh, two weeks, I was back walking on a treadmill and eventually jogging on a treadmill and then running. Um, and I just, I, I listened to my doctors. I wasn't foolish. I heeded good advice. I allowed myself to be critiqued, and I do in my daily life. Um, I, it, it's hard for me. Uh, today I was at, the, at, the, at a new YMCA um, where they don't know that I used to work at a YMCA, and I was critiqued by somebody, one of the trainers on the floor. And it's, it's hard because like pride will rise up in you, and it was, it was a machine. It was something that I had never used before. Um, something that they didn't have in my particular why. But that was something that I, you know, felt very, very confident in was my abilities to know how to use equipment at the gym. And so the guy came over to me and was showing me proper form. And the old me, something a little negative or nasty would have rose up inside of me. And this time I was like, I really want to hear what he has to say. Like, I really want to hear what you have to say. And he was like, all right, I want you to squat lower and really engage your core. And, and, he, and it was crazy, too, because he, he, he said, 
he said, if you, if your core is strong, you will be, be able to do anything, which was a total confirmation for me today. I am, I'm training for a half marathon and the, my mentor that's going to be running it with me is like telling me, Julie, I really want your core strong. I want your core strong. So this guy out of nowhere at the gym today was like talking to me about my core and like, let that be strong and you can achieve anything. And I took that as a total sign and total confirmation. And again, instead of being that sponge, because I used to hold on to the negative, I, I'd, I'd be the kind of person that would walk into a room and if 10 people said hello and the 11th person put their head down or turn their head away, I was a sponge and I would just concentrate on that one person that didn't say hello. Instead of letting just life flow through me, who knows, that person might not have seen me, that person might have a bad day, or worst case scenario, that person, I just might not be their cup of tea. But I was 10 other people's cup of tea and they were glad to see me that day. So concentrating on on those things and and uh, just allowing the narrative shifts in your in your mind to be different and the hard stuff to maybe not be so hard um again i had another surgery just a couple months ago uh i had to have uh, my uh, right thyroid removed and a nine centimeter tumor removed um that turned out to be benign thank goodness it was benign um and again very, very scary situation for me. But I faced it in a way that was so different. And each time these tragedies or traumas or life's little events or little little things that turn up that kind of throw you off your path and give you a little detour, they really used to undo me. They unhinged me to the point where I could not function at all in my life. The depression and the anxiety would become so strong. I could not function there's something now that rises up. After that surgery, my first thought was, when am I going to run again? Like to the point where I think I still had my drainage tube in and I was calling my doctor saying, when am I going to be able to exercise again? Um, Can I at least do yoga? And and, and (laughs) my husband and my son kind of laughed at me because I was like, don't you know who I am? I have to exercise. And um, not that I was thinking more of myself than I am, but it's just become such a part of me that when I have a setback now, it's almost a challenge. The setbacks are becoming challenges. It's like, okay, you know, Life is going to throw some stuff at you. How are you going to react? What are you going to do? Are you going to let it just take you down? Are you going to let it overcome you? And no, the answer is no today. Uh, I do not have a good relationship with my um, my mother. Like I said earlier, my father has passed on uh, and I have a mom left and I, I don't have any relationship with her and I continually keep trying to reach out and have a relationship with her, but it's just a very toxic type of situation. And I tried again yesterday and just got beat, beaten down brutally, emotionally just beaten down. She let me know she still wanted absolutely nothing to do with me. And I, I, I got off the phone and I, I screamed in my pillow and I cried and I let myself feel it. And again, like that strainer or that colander, I let that pain wash through 
wash through me. I felt it. I identified with it. I talked to a few friends about it. I talked to my husband about it. And then I looked at my husband and I said, I need to go swim some laps at the Y. And so we went to the Y and I swam some laps and I came home. I did my yoga. I finished taking care of, you know, my family, myself, the rest of my self-care for the day. And I had a really good rest of the night. And, and today I've had a fantastic day. And it doesn't mean that I haven't thought about the pain or I haven't thought about the broken relationship with my mother or I haven't thought about like that I don't have anxiety about the holidays coming and the stress that sometimes comes with holidays when there's family relationships that aren't okay. All of that stuff is there, but I'm no longer a sponge. I refuse to be that sponge anymore. Instead, I look at these things and I say, okay, um, I'm going to be the best that I can be. No matter what life throws at me anymore, um, there's going to be pain. There's going to be trials. There's going to be hard things that happen. But I'm stronger than any of those hard things. And each time I rise to the occasion, and each time I rise and I accept the challenge, and I look it dead in the eyes, and I say, you know what? This hurts. This sucks. I might need to curse, swear, scream, cry, throw a fit, have a tantrum, maybe even stay in bed for a couple days, mope. I, I mean, I haven't done that in a while. Um, I did when my husband and I were going through my stuff. I go for a run and then I come home and get in bed and cry. It's okay. But the ultimate, the ultimate goal now for me is to be that comeback kid. So each heartbreak, and the bigger the heartbreak, the bigger the comeback, comeback for me. The bigger the devastation, the bigger the pain, the bigger I will try to come back and rise again and be a little bit better than I was the day before. It's not easy to change your thinking. It's not easy to go from a place where you're a complete sponge absorbing every bit of darkness around you and depression and pain. Trust me, I know, I did it for years. But it is possible to start changing that thinking. And, and how do you do that? For me, I changed what I listen to. I changed what I read. I changed the people that I have around me. I um, absorb everything that I can that has to do with light, everything that I have that I can that has to do with hope and motivation and inspiration. I just soak and marinate in success stories, in inspirational stories, and it becomes a, a part of you. It becomes the fabric of your heart. And uh, I just challenge you today to take those really, really big heartbreaks and make them something that you can hang your trophy upon, hang your ribbon of victory upon. You're here, you're breathing, you're alive. There is another chance for a comeback. I hope you have a wonderful day. Peace and love.